0: Love Life, featuring your hosts Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. We're touching on some slightly deeper topics today in the sense of spiritually um, and to do with the universe, the other side, higher purpose. And some of those sorts of things. And I'm actually going to let Jane set the tone for what this half hour is going to be. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Beautiful. Hmm. This is
1: this is me. I'm being a bit selfish here. A couple of things happened to me in the last few days. One was I had a beautiful coaching client uh, who I was privileged to be able to coach and help one night last week. And uh, bless her, she walked in and she just was such a fan of Love Life Beck. And she said, it's so beautiful to meet you and what a humbling experience. And as I was talking with her, her uh, sister had crossed over recently, uh, or had passed away, and um, she was, had been to see a psychic because she wanted proof that her sister had made it to the other side, and all was well. you know that was very comforting for her. And I said, "Oh, have you been to see Beck?" And she said, "No, I didn't know Beck's a psychic." And I thought, "Oh my goodness, we need to talk about this on love life, because I also had happened channel surfing, have fox tail. 24-hour psychic station I had no idea that so many people were really delving into or contacting psychics to ask for peace with their concerns with people that either have passed away or wanting to know about their future or you know, it's just such a massive massive market and I thought I am blessed to spend time every week with beautiful Beck who is in my opinion one of the most amazing spiritual psychics that I've ever being privileged Thank to you, Stop now. be with. So I want to take this time to really tap into your knowledge because it can be so comforting to people to know to have some questions answered about the other side.
0: And I guess this is really fascinating. When you talk about, you know, these psychic channels and psychic hotlines, everyone reads their horoscope even if they don't believe it or not. Like when we kind of reach out for that brand of information, I think it's really telling that it's slightly because so much traditional religion has dropped away for so many people and there's all these people out there in society right now just floating and if you ask them what their belief system is they they have a trouble sort of articulating it and there They're was actually it. way back in 2003 Vogue magazine did an article on this called SBNR this phenomenon called SBNR spiritual but not religious so right. you see the guy at the bar you say what do you believe in oh i'm just SBNR you know uh, you know that sort of seems to be the catch cry for this generation is well, I kind of believe in a bit of this and a bit of that. I get and that I do from this. a lot of clients when, you know, I'll
1: say, I'll, I'll drop in a, you know, do you, are you looking for a soulmate or, you know, you've been talking to the universe just to find out what are their beliefs. And, and I'll say, you know, are you spiritual if they've responded to that? And the number
0: of people who will say yes, but they're so quick to say yes, but not religious, not religious. Mm. It's almost like... But by um, the same token, I also see people marrying their religion in with it in beautiful ways. So like... Um, especially some of my like really Catholic Italian girlfriends who were raised with all of the ritual and the incense and the ceremony of that you know the church, which is a beautiful thing. And you know they'll have Buddha on their computer next to Jesus, next to you know they'll have all Isn't the different that wonderful. Gods well,
1: I actually am a bit like that myself. I grew up Catholic and then I moved away from it. Then I became
0: Anglican. And I moved away from it and now I like to say that I'm universal. That's right. And you know you can still. Go and christen your child or get married in a beautiful cathedral or do whatever you, you like, do and, and still go and do your Reiki course or talk to your angel cards and your dolphin cards or have well, a, most you know.
1: religions very much believe in angels, they believe in reincarnation, they believe in you know, all the higher ascending masters. Yes. And that's what's so wonderful about this this kind of belief system, and it's, this is not to become, you know, believe what we believe, that it is very embracing of all denominations and all religions and all beliefs, which I feel is very peaceful.
0: Yeah. So it's about coming back to um, a meanness as well. So in amongst all of the the, the thousands of variations and the different teachings and the different gods and goddesses and belief systems, at the end of the day it has to just come back down to you and what you feel is right inside your own body and what resonates with you as truth. And at the end of the day in the entire universe, that is all that should ever matter. And I think the job of a really good psychic or maybe religious leader or whoever that person is is well, let's stick with psychics, which is the area. I can't speak for religious leaders, but if you go to a good psychic, that psychic is not going to tell you anything you don't already know necessarily. They will be telling you all the things that you've always felt or known deep down inside, but you just wanted to hear a complete stranger validate them for you because we don't validate ourselves. We just don't believe this stuff ourselves, do we? I oh, know. I love that. I
1: often say when I finished a coaching session, when like, oh, I feel so much better, I've got the tools in place, blah, blah, blah. I'll often say, all I've done is remind you of perhaps what you've forgotten. Yeah, You've always known this, you've just forgotten it, and I'm just reminding you of it. And that, therefore, is resonating with them as their truth.
0: Yeah, we've all got all of, like you said, the tools inside us. And we are, as as a collective consciousness right now, going through a massive reawakening and re-remembering of the power and the ancientness of who we are, who our souls are, because our souls have been all around the universe and back again. We have been here, there, and everywhere. And we are at a point right now where there's a lot of crises going on in the physical landscape from the natural disasters through to the cancers and all of the stuff that's going on in people's lives because it's really a time for us to regain our spiritual truth. And I don't even almost want to use the word spiritual because all these words become so loaded and there's so much meaning and connotation put on all of these words. But this is the greatest time than ever before to go within and really find peace and quiet and clarity and listen to who you are, find out who you are and what you want, and to help to make a peaceful and a better world.
1: One of the things I think people really struggle with with peace is the fear of death. Right. Okay, so I want to ask you a few questions today. Yeah. I want to ask, what happens when we die? What do you believe happens when we die? What well, do you think it? happens, Jake? <laughs> well, I've got my I know that my theory is the same as your theory. However, you've you have spent your whole life talking to spirits souls from the other side. Yeah. So, you know, it is very comforting for somebody if they get evidence from a psychic that you've been able to give them a piece of information about a loved one who's on the other side that you could not possibly have known. It is so comforting for them to know that we're not really dead.
0: It's not even just a piece of proof. It's like I've had a whole hour-long conversations between, like most recently, I can think of earlier this year, a very, very angry mum whose son had just, they weren't sure, possibly committed suicide but crossed over under mysterious circumstances aged 20-something. She was fearful. At him and so in so much grief she couldn't even breathe, and you know she wanted to have a conversation with him about what had just happened. She needed to talk, right? You know, and you were able to, therefore. So I'm the mediator, and he's there, and he's going on for you. Oh, he looks sheepish.
1: Your (laughs) part? Are you you seeing? Are you watching what's happening? Are you hearing? Are you what's going on for you? You know? Okay, Jane. You, I hope you're okay to go here, but I know this is the sort of questions a lot of people would love to know, but when they're paying their money to go and have an hour-long reading, it's all about them. Yeah. But really, they'd love to be asking you,
0: what's going on? How Look, are you doing this? I, I want to talk about psychic stuff, not to spend this half hour talking about me because our show is needs to be relevant to everyone who's listening, but so that those at home can recognize these, these intuitions inside themselves as well and use them. Because we are – I just believe that psychic stuff is so innate – it, you know, it is primal. It is paleo if you want to go into paleo and all that sort of stuff. It is if – you, if you're a cave mama picking berries for your baby and a saber-toothed tiger is creeping up behind you, those women knew, those men knew that the hairs on the back of the neck would go up. They'd have that sixth sense. And I believe, you know, probably our Aboriginal, you know, Indigenous populations and all, all of that, they, were, they highly activate and use that sixth sense. Now, through all of the centuries of the ensuing years, largely it's been forgotten or underused but just like a muscle at the gym if you want to go back and restart to use or pump up any of these muscles they can you know they can get very strong the more you practice them and the more you allow them and we have a society at the moment which is completely structured to be anti right brain in the sense of imagination daydreaming fantasizing playfulness all of those kind of dreamy qualities They don't survive out there in boardrooms and money crunching and, you know, being tough and getting on in life and, you know, that's all left brain kind of stuff, whereas the right brain stuff, which is so important, it's such an important part of feeding our soul and staying connected. We don't really have a language for it and we're not being taught it anymore in schools or by our elders. So, psychic stuff, Um, clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, clairsentient, there's all sorts of different ways that human beings can take in otherworldly information, if you want to call it that, or just extrasensory extra in, information. Um, you know, some people see colours, some people hear noises, some people experience ghosts, poltergeists physically, you know, they might smell something. Um, some people just know it. Some people see it literally in their third eye. Some people can see it inside their mind like a Technicolor movie. Some people just feel it in their body. There's just so many different ways. You can have your little deja vus. You can have your prophetic dreams. You can just have your gut feeling. You know, Donald Trump devoted a whole chapter to the hunch in one of his books, The Business Hunch. Um, Actually,
1: I have heard that just about every top, top level entrepreneur mm. gives great credit to their Six sets. Their hunch, their gut
0: feeling. In yeah. real estate, in finance, I've got a client. She goes into casinos, and she actually channels the card games, only because she's coming at it from a very high um, high intention. There, so she's not just doing it for ego and greed. Yeah. She's doing it to yeah. help others. She wants to take that money and use it for various right. startup projects in Africa and so forth. So, um, so to get back to death. Yes. Okay, yes. so so of course, for me being a psychic, I've talked to people who are on the edge of death, literally a few hours off or days off death. I've talked to people who've just been left by those who've died and, of course, I, I'm always chatting to the deceased grandparents, the extended family from Malta, or the you know, the great great grandma from Sicily who still wants to get her two cents in, or the great grandfather who is very protective of his bloodline and wants to make sure all the young ones aren't being silly and are spending their money wisely. They really still care and they do hang around and they get really involved. And half the time the person that I'm reading for doesn't even know, like who oh my third, you know, great grandma on my mum's side, I wouldn't have a clue, I don't even know what her name is. I'm like, Well she's here and she's bossy. <laughs> okay, so once they're on the other side. No, they really are taking a very big invested interest in their whole extended family some do and some don't it, okay. it, it actually depends on their personality on earth and sometimes they still choose to kind of hang around in that same personality for a while because they want to see how their children are going to play out and their grandchildren are going to play out, so they do hang around others the minute they're done they go Oh, okay. You know, they're wise and knowledgeable. They they duck around the universe. They might pop in and out and still say hello to you, you know, if you're their son or their daughter or whatever, but for the most part they've moved on. So it's very variable. Now we're telling you all of this today because we did want to talk about death a little bit. And, you know, I also want to talk about things like life purpose and just the higher understanding of soul contracts and why we're here. Um, and, you know, it's so important. Of course it's so easy to say this and not to feel it, but to understand that, you know, death is, it's it's so okay. It is so okay. Are you able to articulate
1: what happens to the soul when we do physically leave this body? I think it's
0: orgiastic and ecstatic. I actually, when my time comes... To get the heaviness of the... I can't wait to die because I believe when done... properly you hold off for a bit? I'm actually quite enjoying our (laughs) friendship and what we do together. I said when the time comes, (laughs) I can't wait to die because I believe that if done properly, it's the same as birth, which if you've ever heard about the orgasmic birth, which makes people go crazy because they're like, it's such an oxymoron in our society to hear those two words together. The right, natural, happy birth, And the right, natural, happy exit, I believe, are both highly ecstatic spiritual experiences, right, which feel mind-blowing, absolutely like the biggest roller coaster of your life, of of the oxytocins, the endorphins, the adrenaline and the spiritual transcendence of what's going on. So, so um, you know, we do like to think that, oh, they've gone somewhere more peaceful now, oh, the pain is over now. Like We get that, that when somebody passes on, we like to think they've gone to a better place. Well, obviously. And really... You're just changing state. We all know that. You're just changing energy state. I always say you're just stepping into another room. Well, exactly.
1: And and yeah. so the family are waiting, the friends, the loved, all the loved people
0: are all waiting for you. Your enemies waiting for you. Got a few yeah. things to have little chats about a on the of, other side. A lot of people go straight into counseling because they need to talk out. They need to take an overview of what their whole life is about because before we come down, it's very important. That I feel that people understand this whether you believe this or not, but I mean, I see this in my psychic work all the time. So for me, this is just such a given truth. You have the choice before you come down of really, really plotting out, like not wasting your time here. So figuring That's out- sort of a blueprint
1: for your yeah, life. Yeah, strategizing.
0: Life you are architecturally designing. And now there is free will, but there also is predestined. And it's a, it's a healthy mix of both, right? So you sit down in a room, boardroom with upstairs management. You know, you've got your spirit guides, the people that know you really well, your counselors all around, and they say to you, why do you want to go down? What do First of all, where do you want to go? Pick a planet, any planet. Pick a dimension. Pick a universe. Pick whatever you want. Where do you want to go? Well, I've done Earth a few thousand times. I might give it another whirl. I've still got some people there I've got to deal with, my soul family, whatever. All right, who do you want to be incarnated with? Well, I'd like so-and-so to be my mum this time. And I'd like so-and-so to be my brother this time. And I'd like this one to be my first love and this one to be the man that's going to rip me off lots of money when I'm 35. <laughs> you know, you, you and all the souls go in together. Soul groups can be quite small, three, four, five people. They can be massive, 25, 30 people, and we all play out dramas together. Um, if you ever see a family like where there's a lot of big infighting or a big court case or even a school classroom, they're all souls that know each other and they're enacting a certain dynamic. It's fascinating. Um, so we put you up must a – have so much fun people watching. Yeah, well <laughs> – I try not to sneak peek because there's ethics as well. You can't just go tapping into everyone's business just because you're psychic, but yes. Um, So, you know, you look at your soul contract and you say, okay, what do I want to learn this time around? You know, I really need to work on patience. I really want to work on the virtue of courage. You know, I really want to work on... Judgment. I really want to work on fear. And you're going to align a certain number of events that's going to happen to you when you come down to earth to really test you on each of those fronts, to give you another chance to learn those lessons. So that's why if we bring it back down to where we sit here on earth today, when really crappy stuff happens to you and you just feel so angry, you want to cry, you want to hit the fan, like, you know, you just want to get so angry, like you just want to hit the wall. Um, you, I I just, I think it's so important that while it's obviously very valid to honor strong emotions and to process them don't get hung up in the why me or the victim horde or the the world's against me or people always dot 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 no they don't you're a co-creator of your own experience and you'd better believe that you have set up most of your reality to be the way that you chose to learn what you need to learn as a soul so when the big stuff happens it's the lessons, it's the soul growth, it's the evolution, it's the school of life. You know, you might be in kindy, you might be in year two, you might be graduating university as a soul, but at each level you're going to be delivered the next lesson and the next lesson. And Jane and I talk about this all the the time with the sledgehammers, the feathers and the bricks, and we also talk about the repeat pattern. You're going to keep getting sledgehammers. If you are not learning those lessons, well, guess what? Not only in this lifetime will you keep getting those sledgehammers coming back around, you're going to have to come back for five lifetimes until you click. And that's something that we've all – it's collectively every person, day isn't it agreed upon it's every
1: single person I uh, recently saw a friend's uh, Facebook status was something about um, I wish I could uh, I wish I could go through life not reacting to to stuff uh, as others can others seem to you know have an easier time of life and I wrote and said I think that's your perception you know you really don't know what's going on inside another's mind and I don't think anybody has a real easy time or a harder time.
0: Yeah, it's a secret, every now and then, very rarely, I'll come across somebody who is having what we call a rest life. A rest. Now, yeah.
1: I was told my husband was having a bit of a rest. Oh, that'll be bloody right. So yeah, I know. Up on his boat,
0: tinkering, tinkering around with his vignettes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, not okay, hey, imagine having a rest when he's living with me. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. He's got you, Jane. <laughs> no, no. So, every now and then, I'll find a rest life. Now, a rest life is somebody who's been through a particularly heavy series of lives, horrible stuff generally really really full-on horrible stuff maybe lives of torture of great bereavement of great physical pain whatever and they're having a breather they still they've still got some gentle stuff that they're working on in the background tinkering away at um but um you know like for example i can tell you a woman i met in melbourne having rest life um, she's she's just it's just her and her partner chose never to have children massive double income travel the world Really nice quiet job, lives in a beautiful apartment high up in the city with a view over the whole city, plenty of money to spend on whatever she wants, and just a very quiet, peaceful, harmonious life. And then my question is why did she book a psychic? No, she didn't. Oh sorry, Sorry, you knew I didn't make that clear. I I actually stayed at this woman's house and a friend was asking me. An old friend of hers wanted to look into some stuff as part of a psychic reading. And I was just saying, look, you need to understand about so-and-so. She's having a rest life. Right. Yeah. So um and so it's not to be envied and it's not to
1: say, you know, what's wrong with me that I can't?
0: You'll get Why your turn. Can't I have that lifetime? Everyone will get their turn. Yeah. But again, rest lives aren't very common. We're not talking like – so when Jane said before, if you look at somebody and you think their life's easy, no, 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 they're not having rest life. Nobody's lives are easy. We are – all here to work on stuff but we are all working on really different stuff really different stuff for some of us it might be sex issues that we're working on for other people it might be financial you know for some of us it might just be um our whole attitude to the way that we go about life every day so beck
1: what are some of the common reasons that people would go to you how is it that you can best help them how is it that psychics can best comfort and
0: heal and help people it's like why would you why would you go and see a psychic um and that's a good question um because there's also a lot of different kind of psychics out there but often people can never see their own stuff and that's the irony because i'm a psychic and i can't see my own stuff either (laughs) you're too close to it when it's your own stuff and the thing about a psychic is or any sort of intuitive practitioner is that they can literally go up above and look down from the bird's eye view or connect up with what your original soul contract was or have a chat to your higher self and say, where's, you know, Amy or Fred or whoever, where, where are they right now? Where were they supposed to be going? Are they slightly off track? Are they slightly out of alignment with their true selves right now? And what can we do to bring them back on and fast track them back into their personal power and their success and their happiness? So, it's getting that person to help you see the bigger picture and sometimes it's to get people excited again because people get very stagnant they go down dead ends in life they get stuck they can't see the wood for the trees oh we all want to go to a psychic and hear good things so, yeah yeah, you're going yeah to be we happy. do your
1: children are going to be healthy and happy you're going to have lots of money you are going to have lots of great positive experiences hear
0: yeah good stuff. but then you get the the serial you know addicted ones who just want to come and hear good stuff all well, the time we should and never work on responsibly it responsibly touch on this yeah we sure
1: because i actually did uh, uh, work quite a few years ago with a medium who I realized made me, although of course I knew I can make myself, I became dependent on him mm. and I lost my own intuition, I lost my own way yeah. and I had to
0: cut that. So do you have a rule of roughly how often you think people should speak to a psyche? i don't have a personal rule because i find my clients are actually very good with it they there's some people i'll only see once every one and a half years you know yep. or yep. maybe twice a year but they tend to be quite good if there is someone that seems to be coming too much i will say to them i'll have a talk to them about their this is the classic case of when we talk about looking for external validation they're reaching outside of themselves to hear good stuff all the time, but they're not doing any self-work at all. And another major reason why people come to psychics is because they have big emotional blocks or patterns or self-sabotaging behaviors and things. And they say, look, I've got this thing. I have no idea why I feel this way or why I behave this way. And I want to get rid of it. And a psychic, look, you can go to a therapist. You can go to even you know, um, emotional freedom technique, tapping, or like there's heaps of things that are out there. But the thing about a psychic is they can always go that one step deeper. They can go right back to the past life, right back to the place in time, energy, and space where that emotion was first learned. And a good psychic can regress or take the person back there so the person themselves can actually relive it and understand it because once the conscious mind gets it, it's really freed forever. It's really released. Once they... They understand how and why a situation was once set up, how and why they once behaved, and then they look at all the other perpetrators or abusers or people that were involved in it. They are able to forgive them, see where they were coming from, see that they held pain too. Once you reach that place, oh, it's just gone. Nothing can hurt you anymore. That's wonderful, isn't it? Because I've actually been
1: blessed to have done some past life stuff that you've you've done that for me. And I know at one point with um, my study, I was working on masculine energy and I was really trying to understand the alpha shadow side And I was struggling with it. And you took me to a past life that I'd had as a male, where I actually was the aggressive, narcissistic alpha male in a really foul way. And I had great clarity on what, where that was coming from. But not only that, the victim's clarity of what they were learning, and it really helped me to gain greater compassion and really I think life comes back to that where's your compassion?
0: Oh, it does. Good. Everything. Where is your compassion yeah. on everything? It's always ignorance. We have so much ignorance about other people's journeys and other people's experiences and that whole walk a day in their shoes thing. We're very judgmental, aren't we? Where we look at other people in life, why can't they just get on with it? Or why does she have to be such a bitch or why why blah, 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 blah. And we forget that we are all souls going through very long, very hard lessons. We're really, really, we're all on long roads. There's lots of joy and beauty to be had too. You know, the, the universe has given us so many fantastic things as well to enjoy being alive and it's, and it's our job to stay connected to those things and to keep nurturing and replenishing ourselves. But, you know, if, you, if you're if you somebody who's listening to this who seems, feels like you've gone through some really almost unfairly harsh stuff in your life, just know, my love. Just know that only the strongest souls are given those kinds of lessons. Just, just know that only the strongest souls can can put up their hands to say, "All right, I'm ready. Give it to me. Give it to me." And you're, and you are, and you can handle it. The universe never, ever gives you more than you can handle. I
1: love that. That's so beautiful. I have said many times to friends, and that you will only be given what you can handle.
0: Yeah, it's true. Even though it feels, and I know you can bitch and moan about it and say that it's contrary to that, but no, trust me. Um, and, and remember that word co-creator, remember that you put up your hand for much of what's happened to you at a higher level before you even came down. Now, a lot of people will have massive resistance to that statement because they still believe that stuff happens to them and that we're just floating in a random sea, just a big melting pot of random chaos. And and if you got up out of the wrong side of bed in the morning and drove down the wrong road and you had a car smash, it was an accident and that person did it to you and why did I walk into that trap or whatever?
1: No. There are no mistakes, are there? I would love – Stephen Jobs gave a beautiful speech at one of the universities on, you know, graduation day. I can't remember which one. But actually you can – if you Google it in YouTube, it's a fantastic speech to listen to. It's very motivational. He's talking to this beautiful young – beautiful young people that are just ready to enter the world after they've finished studying, and he talks about joining the dots and that you just have to have faith that the dots are being presented to you and that each experience is creating a dot. Yeah. And you won't be able to join the dots until later in life when you look back. And it's interesting now that at 50 I can see so many things that I thought were random. Now I can join those dots and go, they're just not random
0: yeah it, nothing is random it's nothing is chance adding up to a very important big picture of what your lifetime is supposed to be and that's why it's so important that at every step in our lives whatever's going on even if you're in a phase where you feel uncomfortable or you feel stuck or you feel trapped or you feel miserable or you're in pain that you must surrender and breathe and stay in the now moment and just try and stay connected to all that is in the way that you best know how. And it's very important that you converse with the universe, that you keep conversations going regularly, even if you want to complain. Thanks, Spirit Guides. I could have done without that flat tire. Or, you know, thanks Spirit Guides. You know, I'm I'm really angry at you right now for giving my husband liver cancer. And I and I have incredible, incredible grief and rage about this. And again, that's fine, but keep talking. Keep talking to the universe. The universe is listening. And your spirit guides are, it is their job description to help you. And they can't intervene in your free will until you give them permission. So ask. As the Bible said, ask and you shall receive. It is so important to voice what you want to the universe. And again, we're not talking out of greed. We're not talking out of ego. We're saying, the universe, I need some help with this. I, you know, I need to find a house to buy by September. I need to pass my exam. Um, I need some more money to come in because I'm struggling to pay my bills. I need the right answer to come. My child's got a cough that won't go away and I just don't know what to do. You need to ask the universe. And the universe is either going to send you divine help, you'll just get the thought or the feeling and it won't go away, or they'll send you an earth angel. Somebody will, you know, you'll cross your path and a book will jump off the shelf or you'll see something written and it'll jump out at you and you'll know what to do. I like people also on this to start to question coincidence. When
1: people start saying, oh, that's just a coincidence, I want you to just question what if it isn't a coincidence? What if coincidence doesn't exist? In my world personally, coincidence doesn't exist. And it's quite an interesting kind of scientific experiment to start to observe so-called coincidence and see how it plays out for you always for your higher self always for for the positive but i also wanted to just
0: ask quickly There, you talked about spirit guides so what are spirit guides okay so we all have like our own personal cheerleading teams. It's funny. Sometimes I'm on a bus or something and I see all the people sitting in the seats of the bus and then I imagine all the spirit guides around, all the people sitting in the bus, i like, God, it's crowded in here. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of us at any given time. Um, so we, we have our own support teams. Now, support teams can be made up of spirit guides who are just basically – loving friends who know you really, really well and are acting as mentors or gurus. And we have angels, we have deceased loved ones with us. We can have deceased pets with us. You know, we can have, um God, I've seen aliens and all kinds of, which really just means somebody from another part of the universe. But there's all kinds of energies that can come behind you. I've seen gods and goddesses, you know, pair up with people to assist them. So – that's why I said earlier about it's really important that you talk. There's people listening. There's people whose job it is to help you through this particular incarnation with all of the things that you've you've set up for yourself to pass through and try and learn.
1: So that soul, that uh, spirit guide, let's use spirit guide as an example here, has uh, so is a soul. Who has chosen to stay on the other side and not incarnate into a lifetime here? Correct, as to guard over you, to help you, to be of assistance, just to be all yours. Now, also, my my understanding is that they are not allowed to intervene in your life without you asking. That's what I said earlier. And about, that's yeah. the free will, isn't yeah, it? So that's I think right. it's really important that people get that. Yeah, you don't ask if you don't talk to them. And and the other thing, how do we talk to them? We just talk normally don't we we yeah. don't have to go through any particular ritual It's just have a chat three o'clock in the morning you're having a few tears you're feeling that life's tough just pour it out yeah. chat
0: go into you don't even heart. have heart talk out loud you can do it tele- telepathically yeah doesn't matter write it down just just speak from the heart to them and they know that you don't even need their names they know that they know that you're talking to them and you know the most
1: beautiful thing of this is that this is empowering for people because First off, we are never alone. Yeah. Even when we feel we are alone, we are never alone. The second thing is that we can call on the most amazing power to change anything so we're not powerless. Yeah. And it's when people are feeling powerless that they are feeling possibly at their worst. That's right. So this actually is another way. You know, we've given over many of our podcasts many ways to bring people to have them more empowered. This is another way that you Mm. can use to really empower yourself to, to live the life that you desire, live the life that you want to co-create. You're co-creating with these entities, with these energies from the other side.
0: And the final thing I, I wanted to say, which is a bit of a heavy note to end on, but see, suicide, because because you've co-created and you've chosen to come down and live out a lifetime and you did put up your hand to say, I think I can handle this semi this harsh stuff. Um, suicide is an option which you won't get in trouble for. No one's going to tell you off when you get back up there. But you will probably feel very, very heavy and reluctant and sad at yourself because you just have to come back and do it again. And so it is actually running and it is escapism. And the suicides that I've talked to on the other side are always feeling really bad about it and they wish they didn't do it because they can see that it didn't actually change anything really. So
1: I think that for people that have unfortunately, you know, had loved ones who have suicided. Yeah. The good news there is that all is well. All is well. All is fine in the universe. Everybody, you know, nobody ever really dies. They've just stepped into another room. They're okay. They can see a bigger picture and they'll be coming back for another lifetime to do it all again. They're getting all the counseling they need. We always get as many opportunities as we need in anything in life to learn whatever it is that we choose to do.
0: It is. And for for anyone that's listening that's been in those dark times themselves, it's like just keep going because it is so important. You've got everything that you need right here. The souls, the people, the tools. It is believe it or not although it might not seem like it it's all right here with you so it's so important that you just keep on going and trust that there's something in this at the end of it all I think we'd better we could oh, we do need forever. To wrap it up,
1: thank you I know you felt uncomfortable doing this one because you didn't want it to be all about you it wasn't I find that this is the sort of thing that people want to know I do hope it's given people comfort and on a private note if you want a book back you can <laughs> She she can do Skype sessions and phone sessions and in person sessions anywhere you are in the world. She's amazing. But thanks for sharing that. I know you felt vulnerable, and I'm very grateful. Thank you. Here. And
0: I oh, I would I'd love to help anyone who's got that next block that they would love to shift. I mean, that's my job, and that's why I'm here in my life mission. Please, let's let's get through the mud for you. So this is Love Life. You can catch us for free every week on a Wednesday, half an hour, and uh, till next week. I'm Rebecca Detman.
1: I'm Jane Donovan. Have a divine week.
0: Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It. It's just happening, and it's a beautiful day.